You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. They've been called a foul. Spurs beat the Raptors 122-99. San Antonio number one overall pick Victor Wembayama, a triple-double, 27 points, 14 rebounds, 10 blocks. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines will be open in the first 30 minutes and the second hour, 205-342-9904. If you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning. Had some new callers yesterday. We always appreciate uh, the callers. And uh, we love the old callers, but also the new ones as well. So dial us up if you've ever thought about it once again. 205-342-9904. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Our email for the show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download the app, the Tide 100.9 app, to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. A lot of people do that and play it in the car uh, all really across the country. You got callers from Louisiana, Texas, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, got a guy from Charlotte that listens to us every day, so... Uh, go ahead and download that app and tell people about the app as well. Before we get started, though, we've got the great sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour, and obviously that is Yellowwood, and I'm trying to pull that ad up right here. And the honeydew list, it's that time of year again. The honeydew list is growing, and the projects are adding up. The time is right to build that new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about. There's no better product than Yellowwood brand. Pressure, treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection from rot, Fungal decay and termite attack, so it's no wonder uh, your project will last for years. Head down to your local dealer, and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, we're hanging in there pretty good, Barry. Thank you. Uh, things going okay. Justin, uh, could you thank kill you. that music? Thank you. Go ahead, Dad. Uh, Texture Tech. I had a, a 79-50 win over Kansas last night. Kansas, they just killed Kansas. I watched most of that game. Bill Self got ejected from the game. Uh, he was upset with his team, upset with the officials as well. Duke beat uh, Wake Forest uh, at Duke, of course, and TCU uh, beat uh, uh, West Virginia. West Virginia, of course, lost their coach on controversy last year and it hasn't been the same there. UCLA uh, has hired a former a uh, fine player at UCLA, Deshaun Foster, who has been uh, assistant coach there at one time, left there, and is coming back now that uh, the head coach at UCLA has moved on to be the offensive coordinator of Ohio State. Darkmouth is in a review, official review, on the ruling of men's basketball players being employees. So we'll wait and see what that review brings up. But I think it's a, it's a small thing to say that, but I, as I talk to a lot of people in other shows, uh, it's kind of a big thing. It kind of will escalate into something maybe pretty big. I don't know exactly what what to tell you about that. Um, uh, today is uh, basketball starting again, and A&M will play Alabama on Saturday at 11 o'clock. A&M will go to Vanderbilt and play uh, so that should be an uh, interesting 
game because you never know. LSU is at Florida at seven o'clock on uh, on the on uh, the SEC Network, and uh, Ole Miss is at Kentucky. Maybe the better of the three games. I'm not sure. Ole Miss plays good and bad, and uh, that's uh, on ESPN, I believe, and that's an eight o'clock game. Uh, one of the bigger games tomorrow night. I would assume for Auburn, is South Carolina's coming to Auburn, and South Carolina tied at at the top. That would be tomorrow night uh, at seven thirty, and then Tennessee and uh, goes to Arkansas, who can beat you if you don't play, but has not played very well. That's the eight o'clock game. So uh, we've got uh, Alabama does not play tonight or tomorrow in the, in the seven games that generally are played in the two nights, but they will play. Uh, I think they have new uniforms on and and so forth at eleven o'clock against a uh, and M team who. Who played well against Tennessee, and they're they're playing pretty well. So if you have, uh, I'm pretty accurate about what I said when I said fourteen four. Uh, we already have Tennessee with three losses, Auburn with three. And they all got to play each other. Auburn's at Tennessee, and they play play Kentucky at home, and South Carolina at home. And, uh, Alabama looks to be probably in the best shape, or as good a shape as anybody. And uh, so they're all kind of playing each other. But we've got a lot of them. And, you know, to have Kentucky with four losses is, is a little bit unusual. But uh, uh, they're not going certain to win the round robin if that's important. So see what happens. We welcome your calls about anything that was said yesterday or today. And uh, Barry, I'll turn it over to you. What's happened to Kentucky? Three straight home losses. Uh, you know, I used to never lose at home. Uh, do you see anything particularly this young? What's what's the problem with Kentucky? Uh, They've they, they got the three young new kids that can't seem to work in the lineup, according, according to Seth uh, Greensboro yet last night. Uh, they, they just have not shot it well at times. I think the biggest thing besides those two things is their defense. It's not been good. Uh, they have not defended. They have not contested shots, and people have been hurting them a lot. To lose three games like that uh, is, is hurtful. Uh, Gonzaga is not the Gonzaga of the past years. Mm-hmm. They're good, but they're not what they have been in the past years. So uh, I don't know. Uh, of course, they're on Cal's fanny all the time, which doesn't mean anything. They're always on everybody's fanny. But uh, yeah, I, but I, don't, I think defensively is the answer to your question. I, I think. Uh, I mean, Kentucky's a pretty proud program. They've been pretty average here the last several years. He doesn't yeah. seem, I mean, is there time for a change at Kentucky? I mean, for him? I would say with the buyout, no. With AD, the, his thoughts, uh, no. I, I, I'd be my answer. I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, I just uh, uh Yeah, the buyout's obviously big, so firing him's going to cost you a fortune, but I'm not sure if John Calipari's reaching these guys anymore. Maybe, maybe he needs something new. They coach him a little bit. He coaches them a little bit different than I had really thought he did. I was studying him some, but they just have not been very poor defensively. And when you when you when you're poor defensively, you, you really have a you have a problem. Um, I wanted to ask you, we never really talked about um, Chip Kelly leaving a head job, basically leaving a head job from the Pac-12 to go be an offensive coordinator. Um, 
Ohio State. Is this a reaction to what Michigan did? Michigan won the national championship. We're not having that. Uh, so Ryan Day goes and hires Bill O'Brien. Uh, he departs within a couple of weeks. And now we go and hire Chip Kelly. So he's getting older veteran guys there. Is that a good move for Ryan Day? I don't know about all that. Well, are they making, I, I, are they making him do that? Are they making him hire these guys? I don't think so. I, I think the, what's happening to a lot of these people is they tell me, from what I've I, I, I tried to uncover some stuff, that UCLA does not have any money as far as giving uh, to buy players. And that they, they're a big-time school with a big-time name, but their contributors are not contributing. And he didn't feel like that he had a chance to win. And so uh, after going through the rigors of trying to raise money and recruit and do all those kinds of things and make maybe not quite the same money, sure not, uh, he would just decide that he decided that he'd just get out of that. Whether they forced him out, I don't know. But uh, I think hiring a minority uh, may, be, may be in that neck of the woods. May, I don't know. It's good, bad, and none of the above. But uh, the job there is, from what they tell me, uh, is that uh, they're not raising the kind of money that other schools are raising. And that uh, we're in the process now of trying to figure out what direction we go with our lives as, as coaches. And as you've expressed to our listeners a lot, you know, you never have a, you know, you don't, you can't breathe. You know, they come back and say, well, yeah, but look at the money you're making, but you don't have any time off. And uh, I think I think partly, as you and I have both indicated, that was the reason the coach left. Uh, he just had, a, it had everything just been it's everything just been sailing along for coach really well without having to do this, do that by players. I think coach probably would have stayed, but uh, I don't know if that was the main reason he left. But it was one of the reasons that he left. So we've got a lot of changes. Uh, nobody liked the, you know the athletic, the uh, offensive coordinator here. Uh, Bill O'Brien, he's, he's hired a new offensive coordinator himself, and he hired him from the Patriots, which I meant to mention. And I guess the, the one thing that people would want to hear from me, that, and I can't answer that, is who the new offensive coordinator is going to be at Alabama. Uh, you get the names. I have a feeling it's going to be somebody that's that's been connected with uh, Washington and with the former coach who left and went to uh, uh, wherever he went to pros. So, uh, Grubbs went to uh, Seattle. So, um, we're waiting to see. I don't have an answer on that one. Yeah, there's, um, you know, stuff out there that Seattle waited till the transfer portal closed. Yeah. Um, they, they say that uh, Ryan Grubb, now I'm getting this secondhand's wife, was never crazy about moving to Tuscaloosa anyway. She didn't want to come last time, even when Coach Saban offered him the job. So uh, for him, he doesn't have to move his family. His kids can stay in the same school. And honestly, you know, I've heard a lot of these head coaches say, look, I didn't get into college coaching to be a fundraiser. Like, I'm not trying to raise money for NIL. That's just not what I got into this for. I got into it to coach uh, and recruit not recruit and re-recruit. Uh, so re-recruiting and fundraising, there's not something that these guys really want to do. Uh, if, so. you're, if you're 
Wally Butts, Coach Bry, whoever, you wake up one morning and you then somebody says to him, oh, by the way, there are going to be 16 teams in the SEC next year. I mean, you would just absolutely faint, and, you're, and we're, we're having to pay players a lot of money to play. And it's, it, it, it's just it's quite different. And 16 teams in the league and, and, uh, and, and, and all the sports, you know, football and basketball is very interesting on the scheduling because I'm a kind of a scheduling guy. And uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. We all have a lot of coaches lose their jobs. Uh, towards the bottom when you're number 16 when you look at it in football they'll be gone and um, it's it's going to be a musical chairs as far as coaches leaving yeah uh, I better tell you uh Guy kept the cl- my clock the other night that knows you. Owen Butts kept the clock. The oh, yeah, night. Owen yeah. does, yeah. <laughs> so I told that him That boy you. lost hope. He's lost a little weight. I saw him last time. He's a, he had a he was a good coach. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I told him you were sick. You weren't coming. He was disappointed. But uh, Yeah, uh, I, I, I wish I could. Yeah. Deal. All right, we got a uh, couple calls here holding. We'll take this break. Sure. We'll get back. We'll knock those guys out. Two-minute truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go as you're starting to get prepared for this move. You can pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, everything you need to get ready for the move, whether it's a local move out of town or out of state, or you just need people to come over there and help you at the house. These guys, first of all, will take great care of your stuff. They'll wrap it. They'll protect it. They'll load it on the truck properly. Uh, so just give them a call today. They'll take a stressful situation, make it easy for you. 205-247-5050. two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The drive along 2059 from Foster's to Cottondale is continuing to move along very well. Light volume and no big accident spots along the way. Lurling Wallace coming across the Hugh Thomas Bridge to Jack Warner Parkway. You're problem free there as well. And the same story along McFarland Boulevard. Posted speeds if you're coming in from Coker. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Fed Tuesday morning. Bo Bikes Bama, the annual bicycle ride to raise money for the Governor's Emergency Relief Fund, will return on the 13th anniversary of the April 27, 2011 tornado outbreak. That outbreak devastated Tuscaloosa and other communities across the state and prompted Bo Jackson, the Auburn great, to seek a way to help. License and bank account. Download BetU for iOS on the App Store today. Learn more about BetU by visiting their website, betu.us. That's Bet. The letter U dot U-S. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance. Betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today with a sunny sky, the high 55. Clear tonight, the low 34. And we stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. The sky sunny both days. The high tomorrow 63. The high Thursday at 66 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
And welcome back to Inside Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want our baseball this weekend. Uh, Alabama opens up at home against Manhattan. They play at 4 o'clock uh, on Friday. Uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday, which would be kind of nice. I think the basketball game's at 11, and you go right to the baseball game, and then Sunday at 1. So, um, Bert Sims, if you're listening, you got those uh, nice tickets that got that little club level. Dial me up. I'll help you out. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. Uh, I, I got uh, three things, two short and a long. Okay. If, if that's okay. Sure. And, uh, but the, the first thing I, I, I wanted to bring, I've got it from a good source, that there will be a basketball ex- exhibition on display in the Bryant Museum this weekend. And that uh, Coach Sanderson donated one of his plaid sports coats for the exhibition. Is this true? I had a guy yeah, call me about yeah. that last night. Is that true, Dad? I need to call him back to uh, tell me they were doing that. Yeah, if, I, uh, if it's true, if it's true I Coach, yeah. I don't I see why. If it's true, I don't see why we hadn't heard about it before now. I, I'm a little well. disappointed. To be honest with you. Well, I didn't know for sure. They called me uh, two or three days ago and and said that they were encasing one of my sport coats and the record that I had and so forth, uh, an encasement uh, in Paul Bright, uh, doing some other things for, for basketball. And um, the young lady who did it, uh, who's in charge of it over there, I, she'd, called me, she'd called me and wanted a sport coat some time ago, and I and I took that by there, and she said, "One of these days, we're gonna, we're gonna get, we're gonna get a basketball, your stuff, in case." And I said, "Well, that'd be great." And sure enough, uh, uh, they did that, and um, I, I, it was really. I think it there. I, I think I'm right in in saying that they're announcing it. Uh, uh, Friday, I believe, before the game on Saturday. Uh, Olivia Arnold is a young lady who runs the Bright Museum, and I think they're announcing it. Sorry, announcement. I I just saying that it's going to be done and going to be announced on Friday. I I think one of them was going to call Barry. Somebody was and tell him I didn't know. So I I appreciate you mentioning it. I appreciate you mentioning it because I am glad to. You know, you have grandkids, and none of my grandkids have been at Alabama Sports Hall of Fame looking stuff, but sometimes you pass away, you like to think that somebody saw it. So, anyway, it's 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 an honor to be in Coach Bryant's uh, deal, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I, I want to say this, uh, and this is a little bit critical of, of, of the powers of be. They sure are taking their time about this. I, I mean, it's long overdue. I've talked to others. And we don't understand. Coach Bryant, you know, was involved in, in basketball with the hiring and all that kind of stuff. Am I, is that a correct statement? Yeah, he, he was. Yeah. Okay, then if that's the case, then shouldn't there be a wing? I mean, we've, it, it's not like we've been 0-12 forever and ever. We actually have put together great seasons with a lot of wins. Think of winning this program in the SEC. And a lot of people would say, you know what? That's not bad considering Kentucky and all the success they had over yeah. the years and all like yeah. that, which I despise Kentucky. 
because yeah. uh, I think they're overrated, and and I, and I'm glad to see them in decline. I think that's <laughs> funny. And uh, uh, but second, uh, I, you know, I'm disappointed that we don't have a whole wing at the Bryant Museum. Yeah, of yeah I, I don't. You know, I'm not into 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 anything like that, knowing anything about that. But uh, they they. Uh, She's done a nice job with it and called attention to basketball, and so um, we'll see what happens in the future. You know what I thought about this morning about being funny was uh, used to. Uh, you remember Coach Stalin's son John Mark used to work oh, yeah. at the museum. You remember that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know you, you know that you know that John Mark when Beebs and I would get with a group, Beebs would get John Mark to get up and mock me. And, yeah, that, that was so funny that Mark, Mark, he would grab his head and he'd jump, he'd jump up and down and carry on. It was it was really cute. <laughs> but hey, when he worked at the museum, I would slide into the museum kind of a uh, pilgrimage thing for me, you know, once a year at least. And I'd go in there early in the morning. He'd be in there working, and he would walk with me. He would tell you everything. That was on display in that museum. I mean, everything. He was so good, and it was another a, 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 a little girl that worked in there at the same time. They were so cute, coached together that yeah. it wasn't funny. And uh, but John Mark, I get the biggest kick out of him walking around that museum and him telling me <laughs> all about everything in there. And it was so much fun. Now, the second thing I want to talk about, what do you make uh, about talking to your connection up there in Kentucky? And and let's get the inside scoop. Three home losses in a row. And they're still tolerating Calipari. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's that's a little bit unusual. I I don't know. Uh, You know, they they have struggled a little bit. South Carolina. Beating them at at Carolina was a you know, first big win. So uh, for Carolina, I, I don't know what's Kentucky. But from what I can find out, watch some plays their defense. Just has not been what it needs to be, and their players have not have not been able to overcome that. So I don't know. Well, I think they're on the verge of uh, imploding, and uh, <laughs> and I, I I don't know who the guy is that. Jerry, somebody we used to get that, that y'all used to get on the radio. Yeah, yeah sure, we've got okay. a basketball guy. And I'll get him on. That's a good. That's a good yeah. point. I've got his name, and I, I had him on once. So I'll get him back on pretty soon. Yeah, that's a good thing. I think if we can get him on before we play Kentucky, it'll be a psychological boost for our team. I'll do that. I'll get him on. And uh, um, the third thing I had, this won't be long, was uh, Ryan Day's desperate at Ohio State. Michigan's beat him. Two or three times in a row, he's desperate. He's feeling the heat. The alumni's on him. You better do something. Also, Kelly from UCLA, he's desperate for all the reason you explained this morning. I've been reading that too. That uh, that he, you know, he's like throwing his hands up out there. He's ready to get out of there. Yeah. So he uh, he took that job. Two desperate people colliding together. Could be something good come out of that. But anyway. Uh, thank you, Coach. And I, I yeah, thank you. Uh, I hope the basketball uh, exhibition goes over where they'll add on uh, to the the museum. Uh, thank, thank you, Tom. I Appreciate you mentioning that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm looking here. If they were to fire Calipari, this is the 23-24 season. The <laughs> they would owe him um, 
$33,375,000. Uh, if they wait another year, it goes to $27 million. <laughs> So, unless they got, I mean, I guess if Texas A&M can write a check like they wrote, maybe they got somebody that's wanting to write a check for $33,375,000. They have a lot of talkers up there, and, and uh, I don't They have a lot of money, too, but I, I don't know, you know, the the problem that they all always have said when you fire you got to hire, and that is a lot of people don't want that 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 job. Some do and some don't, but it's it's a little bit harder because everybody's raising money against you now, so hurting you some in recruiting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Louisville uh, will probably open. Mm. And, um, yeah. I don't know about Kentucky opening, but uh, all right, before we get to break here, let's talk about our great new sponsor, uh, four locations here in the Tuscaloosa area, and obviously that is Bryant Bank. Well, Bryant Bank, uh, uh, customers enjoy online banking, which is accessible around the clock, which I think is the first thing I need to say most of the time. And so the online banking is terrific for you. They're, they've got, you know, we got freedom and flexibility at the bank to come in and do what you need to do with people who know you. And people who uh, I think that you tr- you will trust when you get to know them. Uh, the four locations that Barry has mentioned is is uh, makes it real easy for you to do things with Bryant Bank and their homegrown home operator, which I think is huge. Uh, I, I think uh, I just think when you go into a bank, you want to see a banker. I've been with Bryant Bank uh, for a long, long time. That place right below me, where I live in Birmingham, and and throughout the city, throughout some of the cities in, in the state of Alabama, uh, if if you're in, in a small business or your, your small business targeted some way by fraud attempts, uh, this day and age it, that could happen to you. Uh, you. You need that you need that banker to help you, and Bright Bank has, has been able to to do that and to and stop all that kind of stuff. So, if you want to go to somebody that you can go to continuously. And feel comfortable going in or, or drive through, and Bright Bank is absolutely the very finest bank in the, in the world. Because I, I would be trading with if they weren't. In Hargrove Road East in Tuscaloosa, make her smile on Valentine's Day with one call to Stephanie's Flowers three four five three zero seven four. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide to Inside the Locker Room. Thank Yellowwood for making this 7 o'clock hour possible. If you want to build the five-star backyard, there's only one product to use. That's pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. I'll right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. He's a writer with AL.com and the Birmingham lead. Also, we'll be uh, calling the games, I believe, or doing the deal up in uh, Legacy Arena when they Get the, down to the final four in all the different areas. Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you, sir? Hey, Kevin. I'm good, fellas. Good morning. Uh, do you think that there was talk between Coach Saban and Tommy Reese uh, as to how long will you stay as Coach Coach uh, Coach Nick? Um, 
Are uh, you going to be there a while? Or you, do you think that was never even thought about? Uh, here's Tommy now has gone, who I think did a better job than everybody else thinks he did, but uh, he's gone to Cleveland Browns. It, it, but family-wise, do you think it was talk between them about how long Coach is going to stay? Because I'm not sure Coach even knew till he got ready to do it. You mean how long how long Nick was going to stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Look, if if you're if you're Tommy Reese and you get the opportunity to work with Nick Saban, even if it is for a year, you probably would take it. But you would like to know. You'd like to have at least some sense of how long he's going to be there, because you don't want to you don't want to change jobs that frequently if you can avoid it unless necessary, unless uh, you get a better opportunity. So I'm sure they had conversations like that before Tommy took the job. But I'm like you, Wimp. I, I think while while you suspected, obviously, you had an inkling uh, back in, I, you know, back during the season, and then I had some breadcrumbs that I picked up along the way. I, I don't think Nick knew for sure until he knew for sure, until he just yeah. said, until he told everyone he was retiring. So... Yeah. You know, it, that's a tough that's a tough spot for the assistants because, again, they'd like to know what the future holds for them as much as possible. It's a very uh, it's a very uh, volatile business, obviously. So, you know, and I, I'm with you though. I think Tommy grew and improved throughout that season. I think he got to know the players better. Uh, he got to know Jalen Milrow better. You know, emphasized their talents more. So I, I, you know, I thought the future was was bright had had Nick come back and Tommy come back. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Grubb was speaking to a Red Elephant Club. I, I mean, on like a Wednesday, said he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Was going to be the offensive coordinator, and two days later, he's gone <laughs> to Seattle. Um, you know, maybe he didn't have the job offer at that point. Maybe he was still negotiating with it. Obviously. Not having to move his family is probably big for him. Everybody's got to do what's best uh, for themselves. But uh, just maybe talk about that situation. And did something change after he spoke to that Red Elephant Club? Yeah, and that that's the disadvantage we have, Barry, in trying to comment on a situation like that. I know a lot of people have commented, and there's been criticism of waiting till the last you know, till the last moment, if you will, to make that decision as the portal window yeah. for Alabama players was closing. But we, you know, unless you have a pretty good sense of how things went down, if it was intentional, if they knew, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, that he was going to take the Seahawks job, but they kept it quiet to let the portal close, that, 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 that's not a good look. That, that, that's not a good move. That's not fair to the players. Although, Let's be honest, guys, and I think people forget this. Man, I don't forget this because I've got two students in college. You know, the semester started yeah. some time ago. Yeah. I don't think it was it was not realistic or practical to transfer schools and be able to actually take classes this semester. You know, this week, last week. So I, that to me, that mitigates some of the uh, criticism. But, yeah, look, bottom line, everybody's got to do what's best for them and their family. So, you know, he had that opportunity to go to the, go to the NFL as an OC in, in the place where he lived and apparently liked living. So I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't feel too, too 
harsh or it can't come down harsh on him for that making that decision. And like I said, it's not practical for guys to be transferring to be able to play, be able to take classes in the spring and then go through spring practice. Yeah. Yep. Um, I noticed an article that you wrote uh, about the new defensive coordinator at Auburn. Uh, a little bit, I thought maybe. Uh, I, I've already know that when you're when you're accused of something, you're already you're automatically guilty whether you did it or not. And in the article, uh, in the article you you wrote about him going to uh, uh, to Auburn from Maryland with the boy losing his life at Maryland, that, you know, he was, it was not a good hire. I, 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 I had felt that Maryland felt like it was, it was okay and it, it bad that the boy lost his life, but I, I didn't, didn't, I wasn't sure that that was, I, I, I just, I didn't know what I liked the article or not, I guess maybe because of me. Go, go ahead and comment on that. I, I, well, I just, well, I would, I would point out, Wimp, that if, I, I I talked very little in that article about the situation with Jordan McNair, who lost his life after an off-season conditioning workout. There were a lot of allegations about the strength and conditioning coach and the way he ran uh, his part of the program. And, of course, the head coach is responsible for the entire program. But I, I talked very little about that. And, and I said, I don't know all the – I don't know him personally. I don't know DJ – DJ Durkin personally never spoken to him, never met him, and so, I, and I said I hope the Auburn folks, which I expect everyone to do, did their due diligence on that aspect of his his background. And I focused more on, in fact, the great majority of the column was about him as a defensive coordinator. Okay, and obviously, you know, he's gotten jobs, he's gotten two different jobs since then at. Ole Miss and Texas A&M, and I looked at the numbers compared how he did compared to the year before, what they did the year after he left, and, and I just think he's a he's a, a mediocre defensive coordinator. I, I don't think he's elite. I don't think he's one of the better defensive coordinators in the country. I will also say I don't think Auburn could have hired anybody they I don't think they wanted. I don't think they had to pick their pick. I think there was, you know, there's still some wait and see about you freeze in the yeah. business and, and among the fans. So yeah, if you look, if you, and that's what I did, I took a deep dive on, on the numbers of him as a defensive coordinator. So, and, and, and really what was eye opening was comparing his time as a defensive coordinator at power five schools to Jeremy Pruitt's resume. And and I know Jeremy had better players at Florida State, Georgia, and Alabama, but there's no comparison. Jeremy was elite as a defensive coordinator. No one can argue that point. And and again, the numbers were you know all you got all you have to know is the last time Alabama finished in the top I think it's top ten, and they were number one uh, under Jeremy in scoring defense, total defense. Uh, uh, you know they were right near the top of the country. The, his short tenure as defensive coordinator at Alabama, uh, he's one of the, he's elite, and DJ Durkin is just uh, okay. Uh, but is Jeremy Pruitt, he's not hireable though, right? Giving it up? No, no, I wasn't. No, and I wasn't suggesting they should have gone out and gotten Jeremy Pruitt because I, I don't think he's hireable yet. 
Uh, maybe he will be at some point. But, yeah, it, what happened to Tennessee under his watch, what he was accused of, what the NCAA believes that he did, what the program did on, on again, on his watch, and, and the long show cause, that, that pretty much precludes him from getting a job anytime soon. I was just looking at it from performance in that position at a Power 5 school. And, and yet, somebody thinks D.J. Durkin's pretty good at what he does. Uh, Lane Kiffin thought that. He hired him. Uh, Jimbo Fisher thought that. He hired him. So, uh, But if Auburn is expecting that they're going to come in there and play, play lockdown defense because D.J. Durkin's there, I think that's that's a little optimistic. Yeah, one of the biggest mysteries to me in college sports, Kevin, is how is Will Wade coaching? How is that possible? <laughs> I knew that was coming up. <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> and doing well. I mean, I think he's a good coach, but oh my come, gosh. come on. I mean, this guy broke every rule in the book, and he's still but coaching. Isn't it, it, isn't it amazing? It yeah. It wasn't cheat. It was cheating back then. He's a now. good cheater, but golly, how's he still yeah. coaching, Kevin? That's a, I think that's one of the mysteries of the universe. That <laughs> there's no real, there's no real good explanation for it. It just goes to show that there are very few things that you can do as a head coach if you're successful. If you win games, there are very few things you can do that will sideline you for long, even if you do have to leave one school in some form of disgrace or not. Someone else will give you a chance. It'll be at a, a lower level, but, uh, you know, and again, there, there are different degrees of NCAA violations, but it, what, what was what the rules were at the time when he was at LSU, he didn't seem to pay much attention to them. But here he is at McNeese State, and they're winning at a high level. They're probably going to be a dangerous team to meet. Uh, in the NCAA tournament, and wouldn't that be something, you know, Will Wade and McNeese State, they upset, you know, a an SEC school, uh, a Power 5 school in the first round of the NCAA tournament. There's going to be a lot of discussion about Will Wade, I imagine, when we get to March. Yeah. Um, does Greg, I mean, I know Greg Byrne and Nate Oates have a good relationship. Obviously, uh, he hired him. Um you know, if you're an athletic director, and I, I know Greg's smart, and I understand he's probably doing do you look ahead and say, all right, what jobs are going to open? And what are the likely, what's the likelihood of them coming after my basketball coach? Uh, we got it rolling here. I don't want to lose him. So do you get proactive in those situations and try to, t and I know they bumped him up. He's making, I think, $5 million or over $5 million. Uh, now, which is a nice salary. Uh, but do you have to look at that now and try to get ahead of it and try to get to him before people start coming after him and, and lock him down, or you just kind of let it play out? Oh, absolutely, you have to. Because, look, they're, they're with, you know, with eight games left in the conference, they're in first place. They're, they're in contention to win a third regular season championship in four years. That's pretty strong in, in the SEC. As competitive as the league is, as many good coaches and teams and players as there are in the league. So there, you, you got to believe there are going to be people that are going to be interested in hiring Nate Oates away from Alabama. So I, I imagine that those kind of behind-the-scenes conversations are taking place with, uh, and maybe not between Greg Byrne and Nate Oates, but maybe between Greg Burns and Nate's uh, agent. So, yeah, you you got to be proactive in those situations. You can't 
you, you can't be naive and think, well, you know, he really likes it there. And look, and I think he really does like it there. He was, he spoke to us at the Birmingham tip-off club yesterday. Nate Oates did. Yeah. And, and he was, he was really interesting, very animated, you know, really got into some detail with analytics and what they're looking for in terms of shots and, and some of, uh, I don't want to give away everything because I, you know, but he, he, t- he told a great story about something that they chart that they use in recruiting to compare themselves to other programs that in which they look very good in comparison to other programs in developing players. So, you know, so he does, you know, Nate seems very happy there, but you've, you've always got to be, you've always got to think, okay, somebody might be coming after him. And then you also have to look at, relatively speaking, you know, in a vacuum, yeah, he's making a lot of money, but compared to other coaches in the SEC, who's, his, his program is outperforming since he's been there, he's not making as much money. What so is, where does he rank is, among is, SEC coaches? What is his buyout? Do you have any idea? I don't know that. No, I, I need to look into that and to know that as we get closer to hiring season. But you know, again, he is he is you know compared to his rivals, the people that he is beating more often than not, he's not making as much money as some of those guys. Like certainly John Calipari, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl got a almost a. Uh, we lost uh, Kevin there. We'll get him right back. Uh, yeah, so I was saying Calipari is $33 million. Can you imagine? The, <laughs> that, you know, everybody paved the way. Did you ever think you'd see a basketball coach at Alabama making $5 million now a year? Uh, I'm quite, a, quite uh, unbelievable to me. Well, not just uh, Alabama, I, everywhere. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, I really we got Kevin I, back. I think he. St- I think that Coach Cal stays on the. From what I can gather, stays on the payroll as an ambassador for UK yeah. for a million dollars a year. Yeah. So uh, you there, Kevin? Yes. Yeah. And, and and look, there are, there are things that that Alabama has not yet done that he wants to get done. He talked about, you know, they they're, they've gotten to the level where they're now competitive nationally, year in and year out, but. He wants to obviously go deeper in the NCAA tournament. He wants to get to the Final Four. He wants to win a national championship. Uh, all things that Alabama, you know, with the right, with the right mix of players, the right draw in the tournament. You got to have some luck. Stay away from injuries. That you know, Alabama should be able to do that. So, you know, it's it's going to be very interesting to see this off season, especially if they continue on and, and do and they do win the league again. Yeah, I was looking uh John Calipari, uh his buyout after this season's st- still 33 million. Uh that's a big Woo. that's a big number, uh Kevin. You got to think Louisville's probably going to open. Uh so you see, uh, just some of the jobs that could possibly open that you think you know maybe you know a natural fits to come after him. I'm not saying he would go, not saying but uh yeah, I think you got to be proactive in this situation. And I I'm Greg Burns. Hey, let me say this. Let me say this, Barry. Yeah. Yeah, Louisville traditionally historically uh would be a great job. I'm not I don't think it's a better job than Alabama now. You don't. I don't. No. Because of the conference or what? I think the conference, I think they have they've just fallen off. Look, they won the national championship in 2013. So uh under Patino even though they, they then they got hit with probation afterwards, so there's an asterisk by it. But I, I don't know. I just don't think it has the 
the cachet that it once had. You know, we got to remember, we look at it through our eyes, and we remember the Doctors of Dunk and Daryl Griffith and Denny Crum, but think of it from the eyes of an 18-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old. What does Louisville mean to them? Doesn't mean might not mean the same thing to recruits that it means to those of us who've been around a while. Yeah, I just look at uh, where well, he only had three players returning. They have, to go out and put a roster on the floor like this, this guy can recruit. Uh, and you got, you got to think Louisville's going to be hungry to to be good, and they'll probably give you all the NIL money you want uh, there. So you, I think you can get back quicker in basketball uh, if you if you got the money to give, and I think Louisville will be willing to give it. But who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, Yeah, one to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, that yeah. – I don't really have anything else. That's about all I well, know. Well, I want to ask you this, Kevin. Uh, and I think you may have wrote an article, and I know you tweeted about it. Um, the basketball in this state, the college basketball, uh, not just Alabama and Auburn who are doing tremendous. Uh, their home court advantages are tremendous. But let's give some credit there in Birmingham. UAB uh, with some big wins uh, at home. And then Sanford, what Bucky's done there, uh, it's been just about almost unheard of. And I hope... But it's going to be difficult if he doesn't win the tournament. Will he be have a chance to eke in the NCAA tournament? They certainly should be. But that's, Dad and I know that's very difficult. We had a great year at Little Rock and lost at the buzzer and didn't get in, got in the NIT. But just talk about the the programs here in the state and what they're doing. Yeah, and, and well, Bucky and Sanford are a great place to start. They said on Saturday they won their 22nd game of the season. They're 22 and three. Wow. That's a school record for for regular season victories, and they've got six regular season games left. Yeah. So they're they're going to break that. They've got a two game lead in the Southern Conference. They won the regular season last year, shared it with Furman, but they've got a two game lead on Chattanooga right now. They already swept Chattanooga. They they will be the one seed, no doubt, in the Southern Conference tournament. But that's the danger of a one bid league. Uh, you pretty much have to win your conference tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. But they've proven, look, they're NCAA worthy. And if you look at bracket projections, they, they're up, they're at a 12. Uh, yeah, you know, Lenardi yeah. has them at 12. Yeah, that's, that's not a, the team that's you want to see. Yeah, you don't want to see no. them. No. no, they shoot it great. They they share it great. They play defense. They press you the whole game. They they substitute in waves. Uh that, you know, so they never get tired. They play hard. They play at a really hard pace. They play. They give it great effort. It, it's a great mix of players. And like you said, they lost a lot of guys, a lot of uh, major contributors from last year. But what Bucky's doing there, he's replaced them. They've got, you know, this is the third straight year they've won 20 games since he's been there. And that's some. That's a guy that I hope Martin Newton, the AD, I hope he's able to keep him because I'm. I'm sure they're going to be people. <laughs> Reaching out to Bucky after this season because this one, this is a, this is one of those where everything aligns. Yeah, uh, and, and they're having a terrific season. And UAB, what what Andy Kennedy and those guys are doing, you know, they've won eight in a row at home. They they're undefeated in the AAC at home. They've beaten two ranked teams. Even though Memphis was was falling off before they got to Birmingham, they took care of Memphis. They beat Florida Atlantic, which was ranked second year in a row. They beat a ranked Florida Atlantic team in Barto. And so they're they're in uh, they're only two games out of first place in the in their first year in the AAC. Troy is it tied for first in the Sun Belt with App State. Okay, good. Uh, and and the, the home records. If you take those five schools, Troy, UAB, Sanford, Alabama, Auburn, they are sixty one and five 
in home games this year. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Not bad for a football state. Not that not bad at all. Kevin, will you be doing the stuff in Legacy Arena this year for the high schools? Yes, I will be the yeah, I'll be the host, the the sideline, uh not not sideline reporter, but I'll be the host that are are set uh in the corner there in Legacy Arena for, for all the championship games, the seven A semifinals. Looking forward to that. Had a great time last year. So that'll be on Alabama Public Television. Available to everyone. You can watch it either streaming if you go to streaming, or if you watch it online. I mean, online, or if you watch it uh, over your over the air through your cable system, you'll be able to watch the APT broadcast. Uh, Vinny and his crew, the production crew, do a great job. So, um, so I'm looking forward to being a part of that again. Sure. All right. Tell everybody where they get your great stuff, Kevin. Yes, uh, follow me on Twitter slash X is the best thing to do. Uh, at Kevin Skarbinski, you get links to all the work that I'm doing. And, you know, my weekly column in the Birmingham Lead, you can go to BirminghamLEDE.com to check that out. Go to AL.com slash sports. You can catch my weekly newsletter there on Thursdays. So I hope people will keep up. It's getting, uh, getting fun now, especially as we get towards tournament time in basketball. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Right. Have a great week. There's Kevin Skarbinski. does a great job for us each and every uh, Tuesday. All right, we'll take this break and come back and wrap up this hour. You're just a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Most of our early morning attention has shifted to University Boulevard. It's a major crash with a pedestrian strike that occurred at University and Juanita Drive. Now that's between McFarland and Cottondale. Roadway remains blocked. Through- or text DEAL to 511-511. Text DEAL to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Well, we want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They made this 7 o'clock hour possible. And if you're going to build the five-star backyard, there's only one choice. That's Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that's close to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Phone lines will be open the entire 8 o'clock hour, so dial us up 205-342-9904. You just tied 100.9 and 12. Make sure that we give that to them each and every time they come and visit us. The sense of pride that we have in the quality, the consistency of our food carries over to everything we do in the stores. That's Taco Gossip. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Eddie Garcia. Checking games to note from the NBA battle of two of the top teams in the West with the Timberwolves going to L.A. and knocking off the Clippers 121-100. to Minnesota now has a one-game lead on Oklahoma City, a game-and-a-half lead on L.A. and Denver for the top spot in the Western Conference. Nuggets lose to the Bucks 112-95 in a battle of former league MVPs. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 36 points and 18 rebounds in the win. Nikola Jokic, 29 points and 12 boards in the loss. 76ers had the Cavaliers a 123-121 loss. Cleveland's nine-game winning streak is snapped. Rockets get by the Knicks 105-103. Houston threw up a desperation hail Mary at the buzzer with the game tied. They were 
called for, there was a foul call. They were awarded three free throws. They had two of them to win the game afterwards. The officials admitted. Sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. As we get started with the 8 o'clock hour, we want to thank Andrew Knipper, uh, Allstate Insurance agent. Andrew's my agent. Let him become yours. They're out in Northport, 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3, or you can give them a call. They can uh, talk you through everything, find out exactly what you meet, need, and email you a quote right there. If you have a problem, uh, they always know exactly where to go in this area. So you get the backing of Allstate with a local flavor with Andrew and his staff. 205-722-9201. Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance. Our phone lines are open. 205-342-9904. Get to the Andrew Knifer hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? The coach, I hope you're feeling better. I'm sorry. You say he helps you feel it better. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I've been trying to struggle through it, but it, that that COVID will get you, get you pretty hard. It got me two weeks. It tore me out of frame two weeks ago, Coach. It messed me up. But uh, yeah. good good luck to you. Um, well, you. You know, the thing, the thing about these coaching changes that are tricky now, other than uh, the buyouts and all that, is – and I'm talking specifically about a potential Kentucky shakeup if that ever happens, is, you know, you, you the pool opens up. And Kentucky sort of recruits year to year anyway, so it may not affect them that much. But if it if if they hired another college coach like our guy, then the portal opens up Alabama. So it's a it's a tricky and and dastard, dastardly situation. Well, the portal's yeah, going to open I, John up. John Calipari is there to stay. You think he'll stay? Oh, yeah. Oh, the other guy there. texted me during the break, a uh, guy who's very dependable. Um, I'm not sure if he wanted me to say his name, but uh, said that Nate's buyout, if somebody wanted to hire him, is $12 million. So. Mm. Well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting if it's towards the end of the year. That's there'll be some crazy stuff going on. And as a matter of fact, I'll, you know, I'll add to that with a football um, uh, analogy. And the University of Florida, I think that 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 portal situation could possibly help somebody like Billy Napier hold on because if if they were to get rid of him, then it opens up for the Gators, and you know that would be a you know, you got a program you're trying to rebuild with a new coach, possibly, but then you have to go through a portal, and it would be it would be disastrous. It's going to open up again for them anyway in the spring uh, after spring ball. They have another window that the portal opens right. uh, back but, but up. Just say, I'm just saying, if he got fired in December, let's say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, also, I'm surprised you don't see this more. Like, if you lose an assistant coach. Go hire an assistant from one of these other prominent programs and, and have him bring a couple of the players with him. Uh, you know mm-hmm. that, that are currently on the team that they're on. He probably recruited them there. 
You're going to start yep. to see that happen more and more now. You hire a guy, pay him a little more, and have him bring the players with him. Uh, yeah, he can, he can tamper with them face-to-face now instead of texting them. Just talk just ask them. Yeah. Hey, but you know, it's not, any, it's not any enjoyment in trying to raise money at a UCLA. They're going to come to the games if they're good games. They're all movie stars out there. They got money. They don't care that much about football. Uh, and I don't blame a guy for, you know, you're trying to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to go against USC and everybody in the world. I, I, I don't blame some of these coaches for taking an offensive coordinator's job at Ohio State or somewhere. You, you can't raise enough money at UCLA to, to beat people, I don't think. No, no you can't, and that's same thing at George Tech. They don't have think, I would think at UCLA with all the money out there, you could find you a couple of those rich movie stars that might care that would give you more money than you'd ever need. You think like UNLV, you would think they could just scrum up so much money through all those casinos and all that mm-hmm. and just build a juggernaut out uh, there. But for some reason, it hadn't worked. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't you really think they care much about uh, UCLA football. They just don't. They got yeah. their money going in another direction. Yeah. Hey, Barry, I'd like to mention this, and this is in line with the coach's jacket going over to Bryant Museum for the display, and I think, which I think is very cool and, and very uh, very overdue. Um, but Coach Sanderson was the coach at Alabama when Alabama won their 1,000th basketball game. Yeah. And, and uh, thanks oh, to Michael Sandry. Well, I do. I remembered it. I could not quite remember the opponent, but I did say I did guess it right, and it was Florida State. Sure was. And Michael Southern uh, texted me. I, I told Michael. I said I think it was in a tournament somewhere. It was not on campus. And Michael said it was at the BJCC. Yeah. What well, year was that? What year was that? And I hope Barry will keep that picture when I yeah, pass. Yeah. What year on. was that? I remember that. I know that picture. What, what year yeah, was that? I was in, I was a student over there from 80 to 83, so I guess it was probably maybe 82 or 83. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere around in there. Maybe you know, right in there. Hmm. Yeah. I could be wrong. Michael will know. Yeah, yeah Michael knows all. <laughs> but that was Michael. that's a great – I mean, that's monumental right there in and of itself to be the guy to coach the team to the 1,000th win at that school. I think that's just that's, – that's kind of biblical. Yeah. Yeah. Shows he was there a long time. How old he is? Well, he's he's a biblical figure to me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, well, thank you. I'm teasing. Somebody did uh, notify me last night. So did he tell you he's going to have a uh, display over at the Bryant Museum? I said, no, he didn't tell me. Uh, so anyway, well, I guess that'll go in on uh, Friday. You a baseball fan, uh, Philip? You excited about uh, this baseball team? I do. I do. My daddy grew, uh, was born in 23, and daddy used to listen to the Cincinnati Reds when he was a kid. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that was a team you could pick up on the radio. So I like Cincinnati because of my daddy, and I, I'm uh, I'm really excited for Coach Vaughn. And I think he's uh, oh, Roger Myers, who I follow on Twitter. You know, I guess y'all know Roger. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Roger says we're going to have a good team. I uh, I think they will. I think they got a really good pitching staff. I think this guy's done a really good job um, coming in, and um, I'm surprised. You know, it got a little bit of attention how sloppy and how dumb Brad Bohannon was. How that whole thing was handled. Talking to that guy, I mean, a hundred thousand dollars. 
Did he lose his mind? What happened? He absolutely lost his brains. I mean, he arrogant, arrogant, sloppy, conceited. That's everything rolled into one. I mean, was he in some kind of financial difficulty or something that he was trying? I mean, a hundred grand on an Alabama LSU baseball game. Well, that that just brought right to light that there's something going on right there. Yeah, you know, you haven't, which I, I hadn't heard anything about. I mean, obviously, people make mistakes and. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, feel, I feel sorry for his family. I feel real sorry for his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it, you know, it kind of just died. It, I'm surprised it didn't get more national attention. And actually, that Alabama kind of skated on that deal. I mean, I wasn't. You know, I mean, he was coach for Alabama and betting. Whew. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah, and, uh, and yeah. that, you know that thing, and all that began in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Of all places, we were talking about sitting in the red. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'm excited the guy about that went up to the window and said, oh, I, you know, he was like bragging about getting a tip and this, that, and the other, and going to bet $100,000. Yeah. <sighs> Cincinnati is a great baseball city. Oh, baseball town. Yeah, yeah. sure. It still yeah, is. Sure and they, is. They've, got a good, they've got a good uh, club now. And, um, you know, if they could just turn the corner and and get consistent in August and September, you know they're cl- they're getting close. Yeah, yeah. Well, be ready for the Braves to get started back too. So. Yeah, yeah, you got to go to the game. You got to get... do anything. Packed by poor Cleveland Indians, we had to be called <sighs> yeah. the Guardians because we didn't have enough money to stop that crap. <laughs> uh, Phil, let me yeah. ask you and Dad this: <laughs> Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Is that a real holiday? Is it tomorrow? No, no, that's a, that's that's like Halloween. That's a celebration. That ain't a holiday. <laughs> that ain't a holiday. Valentine's yeah. is, is tomorrow? 14? Yes, sir. Yeah. Publix really? has been, man, they've been pushing Valentine's Day for a while. They got stuff. Dad, I work at Publix part-time. I've been there for eight years. And they started putting up the doggone Valentine stuff on December 26th. Now, is there any difference between getting... Roses at Publix and roses at a florist. I mean, I know the price is different, but is that is there any difference in that? That delivery driver is leaving the florist and then going to, to Publix to deliver. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, okay. people act like if you get them at the grocery store, it's not as good. But I, first of all, how do they know? And two, what's the difference between a rose at a grocery store and a rose at a florist? A rose is a rose. But, Bear, we'll have we'll have fifty to sixty people coming out of mall between four and seven o'clock to get the crab legs steamed for Valentine's Day. Yes, sir. Uh oh. Yes, sir. And lobster tails. And the, the other stuff we can just go ahead and put up, but they want lobster tails and crab legs steamed tomorrow for, for Valentine's Day. Oh, so they're going to yeah, they've been cooking them crab legs all day when she gets home. I don't know. There's some sort of romantic connection there. I don't get. So should you get a card that already says everything you want to say, or is it better off just to write it in a in something and give it to them? You, you better write it freehand. <laughs> write it freehand. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Ash Wednesday is tomorrow. Great. Great. Did you not yeah. know it was tomorrow? Well, Dad always shops the day after. He says you get stuff for half price. Well, yeah, if you learn how to shop with bogos, you'll do good at Publix. But, um, but yeah, Ash Wednesday's tomorrow, so go get go get the ashes on your forehead and then go get some crab legs. Yeah, I ain't getting no ashes. Thank you, Philip. Thank See you, y'all. Appreciate All right. it. Thank yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Tomorrow? Justin.
It's tomorrow Valentine's Day, 14th, right? Hey, I'm with Coach. I wasn't even thinking about it. I didn't realize it either. Well, obviously, you ain't been to Publix because they got Publix got a lot of stuff out for Valentine's. Hey, I'll, I'll be there the day after tomorrow to go get my Halloween candy, get the discounts. <laughs> yeah, you get that. All right, back up to the uh, Andrew Conifer hotline. Get Tom back in the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning again. Uh, listen, we didn't stay crap on on that. Uh, Brad Bohannon thing. We got probation on on. Oh, on Why they get no probation? What they get? We did get probation what? five years. What? They didn't lose no scholarships. They didn't lose no postseason. Well, Barry, look at here. You anti-Alabama first. No, I'm not. I just bragged <laughs> yes, on you are. coach. Yes, you are. We, we shouldn't have got anything. They shouldn't have said Alabama in their mouth when they were talking about Brad Bohannon. Why? Stayed up there. Because he did that crap. He's jealous of everybody else driving those Mercedes <laughs> into the parking lot at the athletic department, and he was driving a Volkswagen. He got all jealous and started trying to make extra money. Illegally, and and then we get blamed for it. Tom, he was the head coach of Alabama. He signed off on the. He hadn't broke any rules. I mean, I I agree with you that he did it on his own, but you can't. I mean, that's part of it. Oh, I tell you what, your hate for Alabama. No, that would be anybody if, they, if Mississippi <laughs> State did. I mean, that is coming that's... out. Like, the closer, the closer it gets to Jack going to Auburn. I so why, why did Tennessee get punished for Jeremy Pruitt? Because Jeremy Pruitt and his wife was doing it. His uh, wife didn't work for the university. Was the guy gambling doing anything for on behalf of Alabama? No, the players at Tennessee were going to play. For the orange tea, that's a lot different than what's going on with Bohannon hooked up with some professional gambler. Yeah, but Tom, he, he's been he's and been. We got to we got to toast the water for the punishment. No, of, of bad, Tom, bad Tom. Publicity. Oh, Alabama's down there helping their coach gambling, and they're going to take it with them. Tom, he is manipulating the coaching, the pitching staff. To win a bet, that is directly affecting Alabama. The kids were unaware. The kids at Tennessee were <laughs> that unaware matter. that the McDonald's sack had money in it. <laughs> the kids at Alabama didn't know he was up there using them to profit because he was sick of driving his Volkswagen. How sloppy was he? So sloppy, Barry. Oh, I just... I'm just I, a, I, I mean, I, look, I, I, people make mistakes. I'm not, whatever. I you agree. Know. But, but that's uh, bad. But that's when real you, bad. When real you bad. Use but how did like, it just die? Just like didn't really even get any attention. I don't know. That That is a mystery there. But I think it's because it was gambling. I really do. I think that, the you know, gambling is so prominent now in all sports. And and uh, and that they did not want any negative publicity about gambling. I swear, I believe that it was amazing. Now, not Alabama, that, not Alabama, but the industry. Last night, I was watching Wake and Duke. The line was seven and a half. It was eight, and the guy at Wake was at the foul line. He missed it. He chased that oh, ball oh so God. hard to try to knock it out of that guy's hand. <laughs> it didn't look right, but uh, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> So, I tell you, so, so I, you, it, you it, think Alabama got really hit hard for that? What, the I, what they, 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 my point is, 
it shouldn't have been anything. They should have said, Alabama, you did a great job at handling a bad situation. You did a great job at trying to protect the kids so they could have a decent season. You did a great job on behalf of the, get this, get this part, student athlete. But what did they do to them? Did did they take away anything? Well, just the stigma of being on probation. Isn't that bad enough? I mean, not if they don't take away postseason and they don't take away scholarships. I don't see well, any big deal. That my point is, there were no grounds to do either one of those things. But there was no grounds to even mention Alabama being in any kind of trouble because of a situation of a rogue individual employee. I guess my point was is that it just didn't get much attention, and that's what kind of shocked me. That it, yeah, that, that is shocking. That it was You're pretty, right. It you know, was pretty bad, to be honest with you, and sloppy. You know, and, I, I was carrying on to some degree about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know. But I think this new guy they got is going to do good, do a good job. I do, too. I, I, I agree with Philip. I, I follow Myers on uh, Twitter, and uh, he seems to be very – sometimes I think he's got on crimson colored glasses. You know, but sometimes okay. he I always does. That's, that's, that's okay. I don't, I don't hold that against him. Matter of fact, I kind of like it, and uh, – but but he seems to think we got something uh, discriminated last weekend. They had a kid that was pounding the ball, but uh, that was in the squad. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Thank you, Dom. All right, thank you, All right, uh, we'll take this break. Tuscaloosa Toyota, go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can look at all the new inventory, the used inventory right there on the website. You also can schedule a service. You want to swing by Skyland Boulevard. The beautiful Grand Highland of 2024s there, the Ravs, the Camrys, all the great trucks out there. Uh, we'll talk with Justin tomorrow. David DeSantis is doing an outstanding job out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Swing by there today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Phone lines are still open, 205-342-9904. You're just a tied 100.9, AM WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We're still seeing a lot of trouble brewing on University Boulevard this morning. A major accident that involved a pedestrian being struck is still working at University and Juanita Drive. Now that is between Old Birmingham Highway and McFarland Boulevard Roadway. Way at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Based on recent survey of new customers who switched and saved. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates. Excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today with a sunny sky, the high 55. Clear tonight, the low 34. And we stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 63. The high Thursday at 66 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 38 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back to inside lock and royal cleaners. They want to make your life easy. Dial 205-391-0034. They'll come right to you. Pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter 4851, Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, Royal Cleaners is the choice. 205-391-0034. All right, three games in the SEC tonight, Dad. Texas AM. Uh, who's on a little bit of a roll. They're six and four. Uh, now 15 and 8. So I think they're playing themselves onto the bubble. Uh, with a winnable game tonight, it would be a really bad loss. Uh, they travel to Vanderbilt. Uh, they are eight and a half point favorite. Uh, your thoughts about the Aggies going to Nashville? Well, they played awfully well against um, Tennessee, and that doesn't mean anything, particularly take one game at a time. I think the, the Garcia kid is a really good rebounder, leading rebounder in the league. Uh, you got to go in there and play. Vanderbilt's playing a little bit better. And if you go in there and take their record for granted, anybody can beat you. But uh, they've come along pretty good. They, of course, will play Alabama at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, and they, you know, a, a really kind of a bad time, I think, for the. I mean, there'll be a good crowd because Alabama's playing well, but, you know, not maybe not quite as quite as big as they would like. Maybe I could be dead wrong, but uh, they, they're they darn good. So uh, uh, they're, they're just what you said. They're, they're, they're in the camp to be a, uh, a content, uh, an NCAA team if they, if they don't stump their feet. Uh, I, I just have a hard time with 14 teams in the league and seven of them not very good whether they're going to have that I thought I thought the league would only have about seven, but uh, I seem to be mistaken. What makes Texas and they always seem to start playing well late in the year? Uh, of course, not that late. They got uh, what eight conference games yet left, but they seem to play a little better uh, as the as the year comes to an end. Is there anything you I see think that- when they had a big win or so, the crowd really gets and it's hard to play at home. Uh, they have they have come into Alabama and beaten them since they've been there a time or so, uh, kind of an upset deal, but uh, not much. But uh, I think I think the crowds have kind of gotten behind to a great deal, and and they really had a home field at that home court advantage, and uh, their players are, 
you know, really playing hard. And they play wild. They're hard to defend. They just they're just wild as they could be. You're not you're not sure what they're going to do, and <laughs> and you, you kind of have a hard time preparing for them uh, because they're a little little off off kilter a little bit. All right, the other game, uh, I think one of the surprise teams in the league is Florida. Uh, I think they're better than I thought. Yep. They did lose some games Tried early. Uh, they got LSU coming there. Uh, they completely whipped Auburn. Oh, uh, just Auburn wasn't whipped even close. <laughs> yeah, well, they whipped them, and then they whipped themselves. But the line is uh, 10 and a half tonight. LSU, um, they're four and six uh, in the league. Florida six and four chance to get their seventeenth win tonight. Uh, how do you see that? Oh, I, I think Florida wins by whatever they want to win by. Uh, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. The uh, LSU. I, I don't want to coach him by his team, but uh, LSU is better than they have been, uh, but not good enough defensively. Uh, to beat many people, uh, they're pretty darn good offensively. They're not inside. They they score inside well, but uh, I, I just don't think they're quite as good as they need to be defensively. And they, I'll leave it at that. They were pretty pretty pitiful against Alabama. I thought did a lot of things wrong against Alabama defensively, but. Uh, I would say that that line, whatever it is, whatever you said, 14 or whatever. Uh, it's 10 and a half. A 10 and a half, I would think Florida covers it. All right, then the last game tonight, uh, you think Kentucky's back's against the wall. Uh, they come out tonight and play lights out against Ole Miss. Game's in Lexington. The line is eight and a half, but uh, I just don't trust this Kentucky team. I think they'll win the game, but I don't know about the eight and a half. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think they may cover that. Uh, Ole Miss is good. Uh, maybe not quite as good as I thought they would be. They don't shoot the threes much, and they don't shoot them very well. Uh, I, I don't know about how well they shoot. They don't, they're, not going, they're not looking for the three quite as much as some of the teams in the league. Um, you know, they supposedly are well coached. I'm sure he's done a good job wherever he's been. So um, I would I would say Kentucky uh, has been fussed at enough to where they'll cover the, uh, they'll cover it. So um, it'll be interesting to see. We've got you know we've got uh, some very interesting games down the stretch. Uh, you know Alabama has has Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Florida on the road. They have Florida twice, and then they have Tennessee at home. And Kentucky Kentucky uh, son has uh, at Auburn. And at Tennessee, at home against uh, uh, Alabama, which you know those are either way. Auburn's got to go to Tennessee, and they're at home against Kentucky and South Carolina. So we got just to kind of admit, Tennessee, for example, Barry. They're away at South Carolina and at Alabama, but they're home against Kentucky, Auburn, and A and M. So uh, I'd say Alabama is somewhat in the driver's seat a little bit uh, now, but uh, everybody's playing everybody. My point in saying this, all the contenders are still playing each other in these last seven games. Yeah, Alabama, obviously the week off. Uh, they're going to wear a new uniform on Saturday. Did you like take, having a week off, and then they're going to sit there and watch South Carolina uh, play Auburn, so Alabama uh, 
probably will be in first place by themselves. I look for the uh, Auburn Tigers to knock off the Gamecocks tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, me too. So just uh, d- d- they probably needed a week off just to kind of. Well, I think, I think it helps them a great deal. Yeah, it gets their legs back after Monday, I and mean, they've had you know had some hard games, and and you know, and I think also that when it when it does, it gets those legs back under it affects your shooting and makes it so much better. Uh, uh, you, you, people, if people, if people, and it's like you've said, I guess I know you have. But, uh, if you can't guard the dribbler, then you can't beat Alabama. Uh, Alabama's. Uh, you go over there and help against the dribbler every, every time he dribbles. If you can't, you got if if, if you got a player on your team, he can't guard the dribbler. He's got to go. He got to get on the bench <laughs> uh, because people are going over and helping, and, and they're weak side people. And Alabama's throwing skip passes or fast break passes, and Alabama shoots shoots it better than anybody in the league. So um, I think they're they're in in a position to to win the league again. And I'm be interested to see tomorrow night. Um, Rick Barnes was pretty pretty frustrated with his team uh, Saturday. He's pretty frustrated with the officials. Uh, I imagine they've had some tough practices. Uh, they're going to Arkansas, which uh, you know still has the talent uh, there. Uh, so Tennessee at Arkansas. Did hey. Tennessee get that done? They'll have to play because Arkansas will be ready. Buzz. Got out, could not get the officials to hear him holler for a timeout. He went two steps. He went to midcourt to get the timeout off the bat to be uh, in out to out, almost to midcourt, and they didn't call a technical on him. Hmm. And Rick went crazy. And uh, they called technical on him. He was he with no box. Well, he's he's out in the middle of court because he couldn't get them to hear. He wanted time out, and they didn't call technical on him. I don't know. Officials don't like me. Uh, we were playing Bryant the other night. I jumped in the air on a call. A guy was forty five feet from me and called a technical in the uh, area championship I wish game. I, been, I wish I could have been there. Oh my goodness! And then in the last game, they at number three was their best player. The guy drove in the third quarter, three clearly fouled, and he called the foul on somebody else. He gave it to somebody else, and I said that foul was on number three, uh, and everybody knew he missed it. And he he gave he turned to the book and gave me a warning. Uh, <laughs> I got a warning. He missed the call, and I got the warning. Yeah. So how about that, Justin? Well, how about those apples? Anyway. Maybe. Maybe, maybe because you're my son. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, Owen Butts could tell you about that. Yeah, I got the warning. He was at the keeping the clock. So, all right, we'll take the break here. That we'll open up the phone lines. But let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before you get to break. Well, we talk about Prince Glover and Hayes a lot, and uh, we do so because they're so talented. And, and you, if you got a problem, you've had an accident, and that accident has caused you a lot of headaches. Uh, both physically and mentally, and you don't know how to handle it because you've never had anything like this happen to you. Somebody's come after you on the highways, uh, uh, you know, kinfolks, whatever it might be, neighborhood people, whatever. Things that are quite, quite unusual. Prince Glover and Hayes at 345-1234 can help you, and that's what you're looking for. You need some advice. You need some help. You don't know what direction to go. 
Uh, they'll call, they will uh, call you, talk talk your way through it, go out 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with you, and uh, then they'll help you all they possibly can. 345-1234, Prince Clover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember if they don't win. $36.99, only at AutoZone. Claim based on Sequence 3H test versus API SP test limits. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. It matters who does your taxes. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. The Genesis, Inv- Genesis Invitational starts yeah. on uh, Thursday. Uh, there's 80 players. Uh, there is a small cut. The low 50 and golfers within 10 strokes of the 36-hole lead will play in the third and final rounds. But it is a signature event, uh, so that purse goes up to $20 million. Last week's purse, I think the winner gets $4 million. Uh, in this uh, particular tournament here. So most of the guys will make the cut. Most of the guys will get paid. Uh, Tiger will be back there playing. We'll see if he can hold his own. They're on his new stuff. He's got a different kind of red. Yeah. He's got a new uh, Tell our listeners line. about that. It's I, some kind of clothing line that obviously he's not with Nike yeah. anymore. So he's got – and it's he's going to have a golfing line. He also wants to have just a regular – uh, clothes that people are gonna gonna get. Uh, so he's, uh, I guess, tailor made's kind of behind it with him. Talk about a little bit about Justin. I did read a little bit about it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's a partnership with Tailor Made. The I guess it's it's a very strange name. I, it's three separate words. It's Sun Day Red. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of he's been just, wearing, he's been using their clubs and so forth. So he's yeah, he's back at home. Uh, and so, it, I mean, it's answering a big question. We talked about it on this show when he left Nike a couple weeks ago or a month or so ago, and uh, I guess TaylorMade kind of swooped in, and those are the kind of shoes he's going to be wearing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, Tiger moves the needle. Does Tiger make the cut? Uh, well, can, I, Matt, can you imagine if he were able to play and walk four days, the kind of the, the number of shoes they would sell all over this world? My heavens, they ain't mauled. They sell so many shoe, pairs of shoes that you you couldn't get the money to the bank. If he did what? If he wore if he wore the new shoes that he's got with bad legs, he's got bad legs, but he was able to walk all four days with these new shoes that he has just advertised. The number of billions of shoes they would sell. You don't, you don't catch on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, go on. Will he make the cut, oh. Justin? If, it, if, it's, if he does it twice, two days. If he walks uh, 36 holes, if he walks 18 holes, two days in a row, and, and it doesn't hurt his feet. Okay, the shoes they will sell, Barry. Yeah. Coach, I think he's probably already sold an absurd amount of shoes just from announcing it yesterday. Probably. You're probably right. I think he uh, he he does make the cut. I think so. He does. Did, did you notice him coming to to walk in for the practice round? No. You know who was carrying his bag? Who? His daughter. 
she carried the whole cotton picking bag and he walked in front of her. <laughs> so. hmm. Yep. She gonna caddy for him? No, I don't think so, but she she was doing that. Wasn't that girlfriend they took to the airport and changed the lock? She wasn't carrying the bag, was she? No, that wasn't the, that wasn't the one, no. Is he gonna buy her Valentine's tomorrow? That uh, that girl he took to change the lock? Yeah. No, he's not gonna give her a key either. She uh <laughs> yeah. You didn't know it was Valentine's Day tomorrow? Uh, I didn't ask. You told me. Yeah, you better get to Publix. Yeah. Get you some roses. Is there anything different between a Publix rose, uh, Justin, and a rose like at Pat's Florist? Is there a difference? What you need to do is, look, Barry, you live in a nice neighborhood. Uh-oh. Just get go down, just walk down the street. You walk every day, I hope, a, a lot. And as you walk and walk back, you just pluck your rose. Pick one out of somebody's garden? Oh, sure. Yeah. Or what if somebody has, like, roses on their front porch? Should you go maybe take two out of there? No, don't. Just, just pluck one off, off of there. Or if you, if you don't want to get a rose, just get some dandelions. Uh, not dandelions. So that would be more special if I picked it than went and bought it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you feeling it, the it, love, Barry? You got to go pick some <laughs> flowers now. Yeah. 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 Um, Mm. Tulips or something. Is Valentine's Day a real holiday? No, of course not. It's a, it's a, it's a deal like Easter to make money. The no. money deal. No. This... You know, it's like it's like Mother's Day and Father's Day. It's mm. a it's a it's a day that you order to buy stuff to keep things going before Christmas. They call it a, a Hallmark holiday, no. just so Hallmark can. But I like hard. those men that try to say I. I show my woman how much I love her every day. I don't need that. I say, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds that good. <laughs> I think I think I still would try to maybe have something. Uh, for oh, you're gonna have some. I can tell now the way. You, the way you I, I hadn't got anything. Jenny's got everything she needs. Uh, she don't oh, need. you're gonna get. Oh, that's what you're not gonna tell her that. Um. Uh, no, you're not gonna say that to her. She, she has everything she, that she needs. Yeah, she. No, you're not gonna say. I didn't get you anything for Valentine's because you got everything you need. Can you ever say, like, could you ever get away with, say, look, it's Valentine's Day. Don't worry about getting me anything in that way. I want to get you anything. Can you yeah, negotiate that, it? Work. Yeah, that'd work. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't work. The negotiating doesn't work. Um, so, anyway. Um, why? Is, well, why, what you need to do is, is give Mac, give, get Mac something to give her. Uh yeah, Mac can give her something. There you go. That but she'll be set. But he should be satisfied and won't even pay any attention to whether you gave her anything or not. There you go. So, all right, we'll take this last break. Somebody call us up. Give us some good Valentine's ideas or something to get. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. If you don't call us, then that means there's nothing good to get. Give us Tomorrow, some good ideas. Yeah, you listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Looks like they've just about cleared our crash involving a pedestrian on University Boulevard and Juanita. Traffic is moving better through the area now, so some progress is being made. Just about clear there, it does appear. We do have a minor accident southbound Lurling Wallace before the 5th Street exit in Northport and another one southbound 69 past Lower Hull Road in Moundville. Both of those, though, appear to be out of the roadway. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of The Game, we're going to feature Yogi Roth, who has been a college coach. We're going to talk a little bit about Nick Sheridan. Could he be a possible fit at the University of Alabama? That and a lot more starting at 2 p.m. here on The Game on Tide 100.9, 1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports pro- to you by Fincher and Osmond. Fincher and Osmond carries artisan-created diamonds. And trust us, they are bigger than you expect. Visit www.fincherandosmond.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather cool and dry today with a sunny sky, the high 55. Clear tonight, the low 34. And we stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 63. The high Thursday at 66 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right. uh, Where does uh, Coach DeBoer go uh, with this? These new hires he's got to make. He got somebody in house. He going. Yeah. Uh, heard yeah. some guy saying uh, yesterday thought he might call his own plays. I have no idea no. whether he will or he won't. He's not, He's got somebody in house. Been with him. He's a wide receiver. Uh, uh, he he's going to have. There's a possibility he'll have co co offensive coordinators. One of those had to call the plays, but uh, the wide receiver coach and the other. Tight ends coach. Uh, I have a feeling those two together might do it. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's get up to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get Michael into the show. Good morning, Michael. Hey, Coach. How you doing, sir? Good. Uh, how are you? All right. Uh, Barry, you were talking about, uh, y'all were talking about things to uh, uh, get uh, wives or girlfriends mm-hmm. for uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a day at the spa. A day at the spa. Day at the spa. Okay. All right. Anything else other than a day at the spa? <laughs> yes, sir. That, that, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That'd be, a, that'd be a little bit expensive for Barry. He'd rather go to a dollar card. No, nah, I'll get her a day at the spa. You got any particular spa you like here in town? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I know there's some in Birmingham that my wife and uh, actually she and her mother have been to before, but uh, that usually works out, works out fairly well. <laughs> in the spa. Should you get a couple's day at the spa or just let her go by herself? I, well, she don't want to go with you. Go by her, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that you would want to. Uh, to you'd want to do that yourself, Barry. That might be a little, uh, a yeah. little uh, over the line. There we go. There we go. All right, day at the spa. Uh, I know some people that own spas here. Uh, maybe they want to advertise. They could advertise. Yeah, you get a get a free deal. There we go. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. 
Thanks, Mike. All right, you're welcome. All right, we got one vote for a day at the spa. Uh, always a good gift for sure. Uh, and those, those spas uh, make a killing. I went in, I'm not going to tell you where it is, a place that Jenny goes, a kind of a place that people go. And I said, she said, this was for Christmas. And she said, oh, you look like you want to get a gift certificate. And I said, yeah, I do. I do. I got to get one for my wife. Has she ever been in here before? I said, yeah. I said, well, tell me how much did she spend last time she was in there? That way I could have an idea how much to get. Uh, smart there, yeah. The lady pulled up the computer, and she I was surprised she did this to Jenny. She said $754 was how much she spent the last time. I said, excuse me. I'll see you next I'll see you next year. Uh all right, back to the uh Yellowwood Hotline. Good morning, Steve. Hey Steve. Good morning. It was, a, it was a place that got me going on Valentine's. It's always worked good. The guy used to work on y'all's program, Travis Ryer. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. wife's got a place over there that sells chocolate. You can get chocolate covered strawberries, popcorn with chocolate on it. And everything I've ever get there, they've always enjoyed. Yeah, old Travis Ryer. Yeah, I know exactly where you're talking about uh, over there. Uh, what's the name of that place? Uh, Peter Brook? Peter Brook, yeah, yeah. I believe I'd even work for him. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't like strawberries, but I, I, she could get me some. I get her, tell her where to get me something. Yeah, I like chocolate. There you go. Well, it's supposed to be the other way around, Coach. You're supposed to do the buying. I know. I know it is. Steve, oh, I, thought you, I, I thought she's supposed to get me some. If, okay. Steve, if you ever go trick-or-treating, do not go to his house because when you go to his house, he takes candy out of your bag. You don't You don't get it. He goes in your bag and gets things he likes out of there. So don't ever go to his house trick-or-treating. You, you know, for some reason, I hear all these stories, but the ones you tell about Wimp, I believe. <laughs> That's the truth. And then right, he would say, I said, is that chocolate candy or is that bubblegum? He would say, that's chocolate candy and bubblegum. I said, I think I'll have a piece of both. He would spread your candy out and have to inspect it, Justin. And before you knew it, half your crap was gone. Except for the Almond Joys. He'd leave you those. Nobody wants Almond Joys. All right, there's the music. We're out of here. It is Valentine's Day tomorrow. If anybody wants to sponsor us, we'll give you a good plug for Valentine's Day. But... We'll try to come up with a gift for, for tomorrow and uh, take care of your loved one. That's it for today's show. Gary is back in studio today. So give Gary a call, 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.